Hi, I decided I would come back and do more entries into what I decided to call My Father's Tales um, because it was available, the name was available, and the others that I considered were not. And these are stories that I want to share uh, that my father told during his lifetime. And I think while we are in lockdown, I am grateful incredibly grateful for the many blessings in my life. Um, it's also very challenging and very tough. And part of that toughness is to the realization that people you thought you knew, you didn't know. You, your relationships are forever changed during really this administration. And I, and I want to put this, I want to put it in part of this, Storytelling, because it's part of my story and my reaction to what's going on now. And while I'm very grateful to be able to sit here and share these great stories today, I'm going to share about winemaking. But it's also very, very uh, disheartening to see our government where we are and to see to see people you thought you knew. You really don't know, and those relationships are forever changed, and all of that. So that is also part of my story, as I tell stories that, that, that my father told, or things I experienced with my father. Um, as I said in the first entry, uh, as I do entry two, I don't know where it'll go. It's just that I'm a writer. I, I am also like like him, a storyteller. My mother was too, but this is about my dad. And uh, I can't focus and, and settle myself to write fiction, as I said before. So um, let's talk about my dad. Let's talk about him. He had different names. Uh, some people called him by his last name. Some people called him by his initials. Um, I just called him dad. Um, I called him daddy uh, as a, as a for many years, actually, I, I called him dad, and, and I still would until until the day he left this earth. I was calling him daddy at the hospital, um, but I also shortened it a lot to dad, and, and, and there was a time when I called him Dak <laughs> when I was a teenager. I went through phases as a teenager, and, and I called him Dak. And he didn't care. He was fine with that. He, I'm sure he didn't know what it meant. But he liked having a crazy teenager like I was. A normal teenager is what he called me, just living the normal teenage life. And he would do things for me that were really special. I I am going to get to the winemaking part, but um, he... Uh, he loved doing uh, surprises for me because, like like my granddaughter, like Kate, I loved surprises, good surprises, and and I showed it. I showed it. I showed my enthusiasm. I was never disappointed, and I'm still not. And when and Gary is so good to uh, to, to do surprises for me, and I'm excited if someone takes the time to to do it. Uh, you bet. I love it. And so um, I was always on the telephone. <laughs> One day he told my mother to get me my own phone line. And back in those days, people didn't have 
cell phones, and so we had landlines, and we had extensions, we had different uh, phones in different rooms, but we didn't have a separate line, and so he got me, he told her to order the next day, order uh, me and my own phone line, and, and it was a princess phone, and it was turquoise, it was that, that aqua color, not baby blue, that was popular, mine was aqua, which is funny, because here I am in the state where aqua since it's a prevalent color but years later I talked to to Brandon to my son to our son and said I wish I still had my princess phone and so he ordered me one and I have it I'm looking at it right now Brandon ordered me a princess phone it's uh it's tan that's all he could get uh it has a dial a rotary dial on it and it it works it has a plug but I don't use it it's just I have it on display I have it sitting up but um he was like, I can't, I, I would like to talk on the phone sometime too, and I can't ever get to it. But anyway, so we, he and I had these different special bonds throughout life. And one of the things that my dad did, uh, he was a, one of the strongest men I've ever known in character and in strength too, but in, in uh, resolve and pulling himself up by the bootstraps when needed. And one of the things in his uh, probably mid-40s, he knew he needed to not drink anymore. He needed to give up alcohol. And like a switch, he did. He did it, and I know it was very tough. Uh, alcohol is tough to give up. But when you think you need to, for various reasons, Many people can't do it, or they have to go into rehab, or they need help, and that's perfectly understandable, but he didn't. He didn't. He began to drink Dr. Pepper, <laughs> and he never drank again. He never drank again, and my dad was approaching his 80th birthday when he left us, when he left this earth, so that was pretty amazing, but, but um, at one point, Many, many years later, uh, after he stopped drinking alcohol, he was growing a lot of grapes. They were uh, uh, Mustang grapes, and there was nothing to do with them. Uh, they're very, they can be very uh, tart. They are very tart, and they're beautiful on the vines, and he had, had them run up so that they, it, it, it looked like a vineyard in a way because of the kind of fencing that he had in the post and the way he ran these great vines. It was absolutely beautiful. Uh, but you could only make so much jelly. My mother did make grape jelly. It was delicious. They gave grapes away for other people. But then one day he said, why don't we make wine? And I'm like, Dad, you don't even drink. <laughs> he said, let's do it together, you and I. He said, I'll, I'll pay for everything. And you, because uh, he was working, he had a you know he had a, a hectic job. He said, "You go around and get everything we need, and and we'll we will brew wine. We will make wine, and see how it works." And so he he and I together did research on what you needed. We bought books on how to make you know do homemade wine, and. It is a process, and luckily, there were wine shops where I could go. My mother and I actually, uh, together, would go and buy the ingredients, the the activators, the uh, the tubing, the little stopper with tubing that would let the gases escape as the wine began to, to ferment. 
And and then we had to go to a bottling company and buy these giant five gallon. I guess they were five gallons. They were huge. I think they were five gallon glass. Had to be glass uh, bottles. And so we, Daddy and I began the process of winemaking and went through the whole thing. And it's very slow and it takes a long time. And you have to you have to do things along to it as it begins the, the fermentation process. So you can't just hide it away and leave it, but it takes a long time for it to come to fruition. And then when it did, uh, I was able to find, a, and he did, he paid for everything. Uh, I found these great wine bottles uh, from a company. They, were, they looked like, uh, kind of like heavy duty champagne bottles. They were green, very dark, and some of them were lighter green, but some of them, some of them were, they were wonderful. They were wonderful bottles and, and labels. I found these wonderful labels and I typed up the labels. They were, uh, had, they were fairly big and they had wine, kind of grapevines on them around. They were not too, too whimsical. I don't, I don't like whimsical, but they were perfect. And we bottled the wine. And he never even sampled it. He never even put a finger in it to sample it. And I was so amazed that he did that. I was, it was pretty incredible. And we gave, gave it his gifts and, and we drank it, our, Gary and I and, and the family, certain members of the family drank the wine if they were old enough. And it was one of the most fun things that that he and I did together. How many people can say they made wine with their dad, with their dad who didn't even drink alcohol and hadn't at that point probably, oh well, in I don't even know how many years, many many years by the time we were we were making wine. It's such a wonderful happy memory. I wish though I still had a bottle of that. It would be way peaked. It would be way, 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 way past its prime. It would not be drinkable at this point. But I wish I had one as a memory. And you you know what, people? That's what you don't realize. You toss things out. You can't keep everything. And that's one of my <laughs> my challenges. I am way sentimental. But I've, I have also learned that you, you have to be, you have to be ruthless and get rid of things, but you also have to pick out a few things that you know will hold meaning for you and, as time goes on, for others, like in, in my world would be Brandon and, in turn, Catherine, Kate, our darling Kate. So this is entry two, and Gary was kind enough to put this out. It's out on iTunes and other platforms. It's on our website, northpalmbeachlife.com as well, with an introductory page that tells, I, I wrote about my dad and about doing this and sharing his stories of greatness. And yesterday, as I made, begin to form together the, the topics, I thought, wow, you know, at, uh, I've started this and can I sustain it? Do I have enough? And as I started making my notes for this blog, video, uh, audio telling, 
the tales of my father, my father's tales, I realize that I have so much material. <laughs> it's rather incredible. And I think my dad would be so happy to to have this. And I know he would enjoy listening to this. So I hope, wherever he may be, that he is not in approval. I really do. So this is the end of entry two. I'm not sure what entry three will be, but here I am with tales of my father's, my father's tales.